0: The latest review from friendly film which this week will be the new jennifer lopez movie hustlers as always I'm cooper hood
1: once again joined
0: by josh raley
1: hello hello welcome to the show yeah the new show the uh, cutout show the abbreviated show the abbreviation of the abbreviation <laughs> the furthest extent uh, the furthest step the segmenting of the friends and film content, exactly. Rather than four hours of one pod, it is Whoa. now or it was like an hour thirty. Now. Yeah, we have just chopped it all up bit by bit, and now the review is lone standing, and I kind of like it.
0: Yeah, we will see how it goes. This is our first time doing it, but um, as you hopefully heard on Sunday, uh, we just did a news only episode, only news, news standalone, um, and now today on Tuesday when this drops you have our first ever just movie review, well I guess we've done just movie reviews in the past for like Avengers Endgame or like a Star Wars movie, it's like just an hour and a half of just a movie review and discussion, but now hopefully at least for this week it should be a shorter episode, a little bit more digestible for you to consume, um, and It's just part of something new we're trying here at Friends and Film, just to kind of see how you guys like it, if it's maybe a little bit more consumable for you guys. Um, And so, as of now, and for the foreseeable future, on Sundays you'll get news episodes from us. On Tuesdays you'll get the new review from us, and then on Thursdays will be the big question. And then you know, if there is ever a need for an emergency podcast or something like that, then we can pop those in on Mondays or Wednesdays or even Fridays or maybe a Saturday if it really has to go out that day for some reason. But um, as of now, we're going to do a review for Hustlers. But Josh, if they want to keep up on everything that's moving on with Friends and Film, what's the best way to do that?
1: Yes, that's a great question. You need to jump over to our Twitter, which is at Friends and Film, A-N-D Film. There you can get the latest updates on our shows. When the news shows are dropping, when the emergency shows are dropping, and when uh, news is being tweeted or I'm just tweeting randomly, <laughs> that can be all done. There. But if you're looking for those reviews, emergency podcasts, and big questions. Head over to Apple Podcast, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, basically anywhere podcasts can be found, and you can find us there. But on Apple Podcast, please rate and review us. That will ultimately help rank us, and then we can find more friends of the show.
0: That's right, and hopefully, again, you guys will like this new format that we did on Sunday as well. Here with the review of Hustlers, a brand new movie, a movie that, if I if I'm being honest, was not really on my radar up until about two weeks ago or something. Where you know I'd seen I'd seen the trailers, and be like, oh, okay, this is. You know, if I if I'm being honest, it just looked like this really low grade kind of cash grab movie. It's like, okay, it's Jennifer Lopez in the lead, Constance Wu. She's kind of recognizable. And it's like Cardi B and Lizzo. Like you guys just have these like pop stars. that are like, okay, you're you're just going for popular people mixed with strippers. Like t- to me, it was like, okay, this is very clearly like just a low grade movie. You just want people to go in, see it. Be like, okay, you know, it was it was a, it was a fun time, but there wasn't really much there.
1: Yeah. Okay. And that's uh, funny because. I thought it was, I saw the complete opposite. Really? Yeah, because the trailer dropped during festival season Uh with a release date really soon. And I was like, well, this is out of nowhere. And I'm like, I watched the trailer. I'm like, oh, okay, this has some potential of being like a really popular thing. Mm -hmm. That's interesting.
0: Well, I just, I just, that was at least my perspective because it was just like, it seemed, at least for me, and I I don't even know if I watched the whole trailer before seeing this movie, but like, I I had just seen, you know, posters and, you know, clips and stuff and TV spots and be like okay like it's Cardi B in a stripper movie like Mm -hmm. I feel like I know where this is going and I I was definitely wrong I did not know where this is going I did not know what this movie is really about. I knew it was kind of based on a true story, um, but I didn't know that it was actually going to be, like, a legit good movie, and <laughs> uh, that was a big surprise to me, and if you read my review, which is on friendsoffilm.wordpress.com, you will know that I actually really enjoyed this movie, Hustlers, and that, really, it's not even, like, it's weird even, I think, classify this as, like, a stripper movie, because it's it's really not. Like, that's the setup for it, but, like, the strip club and, like, their strip life and stuff, like, that's only, like, the first, like, 30 minutes of the movie yep. if that yeah and it's like that's it's such a small part of the movie this is really a movie about friendship a movie about independence a movie that a heist movie uh like there's breaking bad elements there's ocean elements there's a, there's a lot of different moving parts here and i was really impressed by the director Lawrence scafaria who had i had seen her movie seeking a friend for the end of the world wasn't all that impressed by it. like you know this is a fine cute movie but nothing you know that impressive and and now here yeah I thought she took a really big step up as a director and as a writer and as a filmmaker, and she's got the this really great story. She gets great performances out of Constance Wu, who I think just continues to impress Jennifer Lopez. I think this may be the very first time I've ever seen Jennifer Lopez act. I've because you know, I was born nineteen ninety four. I never saw her in the early Soderbergh movie. I never like, was part of her rise to fame. She was already like J Lo when I was conscious enough to understand who J Lo was. Yeah. Um. So I've never been. I don't think I've ever seen her do anything before. And here I'm just like, this is like great work from her. Um, The supporting cast around those two, even though I think they are definitely the heart of this movie and what makes this movie work when it's at its best, it's about them too. But, um, and I, I just think that this movie really surprised you really impressed me uh, it's been showered with a lot of praise and i think deservingly so i don't i would to go that high uh, but as of right now i'm willing to i feel like this is a movie as i was writing the review as i was thinking about it more and reflecting on it i'm like i think i'm get it at some point in the future
1: yeah, I I am like with you lockstep, my man. I'm um, like first of all, and but also like, uh, John Glazer shows up just to eat a sandwich and yell at J Lo a little bit. It's kind of, it was a little yeah. bit like of a surreal moment. I'm like, yeah, that's about right. He plays the perfect deadbeat manager uh-huh. or just guy on the street. So whenever you need him in a pinch, but from like yeah, from to- like, I am surprised that the person like Laura uh, Scarfini who did Seeking a Friend for the End of the World, this dark black comedy about a meteorite destroying earth with Steve Carell at the center. And Mm -hmm. then um, Keira Knightley uh, coming into it like so weird, so random, but like you can feel there's a heart, there's a heartfeltness to it. And then you get that here and that exact, that chord just is being pulled with the source material. And you, I mean, I was, I kind of like, I really teared up during this thing. I love it. It's the, the relationship between Constance Wu and Jennifer Lopez, destiny and Ramona is the heart of this thing. It's the friendship thing that you talk about. It's beautiful. Um, and it just goes all these different ways uh, up until the end, until you're just like, you see Constance on the phone talking to Julie Styles, who, again, popped up randomly, mm-hmm. like not expecting her in this film. And you just like, yeah, that's the heart of the movie. And All of those moments before were beautifully strung together by it. And yeah, all of those places take place in a strip club. Um, They're dancers, and that's kind of like where the hustler part comes in. It ties in Wall Street and the economic decline, Mm -hmm. too. And it, you know, it spins it into this like, other side of the um, big short, you know, kind of a way we're like, okay, that's what happened, you know, and then what's the fallout with some, you know, with some people you know, around Manhattan and all those areas but looking at it from a different side and so, yeah, I absolutely love that Um, and so, going off of what you said, I mean, like, it's a party, it's nostalgic, it's all these pop hits like, I haven't thought about Usher in forever and he's got a huge part in this or, I mean, he's got a great centerpiece moment and... I was all for it. I'm with you four out of uh, five ticket stubs. There are some things that are just a little bit uh, dotty, but mm-hmm. I've, I've, you know, it's, it's, a f- it's fine. And that's a great surprise of the year for me.
0: Yeah. Let's move into spoiler talks. So we can uh, kind of jump in. So if you've not seen hustlers yet, just pause it, go see the movie. Um, or if you want to just fast forward to our, what we've watched recently segment at the very end of this episode, feel free to do that. it will be a timestamp in the description of this episode. Um, but in spoiler talk for this, I do want to kind of go back to what I mentioned at the top of this is like my expectations for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, just to be like, I think the, the reason I thought that this is just going to be like this, it was not going to be a smart movie in any way. It will just be like, okay, this is just a stripper movie. Um, that was because like, you, when you just have a cast like JLo and Cardi B and yeah, you know, Lily Reinhart, all these like people, you're just like, this is just a gorgeous cast. And you're talking about like a stripper movie. Like it's R rated. Like it's, like, and that's for at least like the first like 30 40 seconds of that trailer, at least maybe in the first minute. That's like all it is. Like, mm-hmm. the the clip that they put out, which it may have been the most I've seen this movie ahead of time, was the pole training scene between um, Lopez and Wu. And I was just like, okay, like, is this, is this the whole movie? Like, there's a little bit of charm there, but it's like, what am I exactly getting myself into? And I just expected, like, for a and maybe this is just what i've come to expect from movies in general just be like okay you're having an r rated stripper movie with a beautiful cast you're just going to really focus on that aspect of the movie and be like mm-hmm. look how beautiful and incredible these women's bodies are and it's like honestly that's really not there's like there's none of that in this movie which i think that's probably a credit to uh, you know scafaria as the director and telling this uh, tale and not having like the lingering eye that i think like maybe a male director would have had on this story um and like that was at least my expectation for that and so then to have that be subverted i was like oh that's like actually really nice and gave me something that i i thought instead of just being a a dumb movie quote unquote i guess
1: yeah it's like
0: it's actually that kind of beautiful like the story it's telling everything and um so yeah, that's what. Well, that's where my headspace was at going in. And that's why I kind of had those thoughts ahead of
1: time. And I definitely don't think those are like. And those are like really fair because like when you have when you have Cardi B and Lizzo, who are just at the top of the hip hop and R and B charts, like right now, like on fire, and they're in a movie. Your gut, or your not your gut reaction, but your first instinctual reaction is like, okay, a little bit of like exploitation, I suppose, right. because uh, Cardi B, like Cardi B, who's very vocal about mm-hmm. her past as uh, being a dancer, and so. Like, I totally get that. And when she showed up, I'm like, oh, that kind of makes sense. And I see, like, totally why she's in there. But she was also, like, a consultant on Mm -hmm. these sort of things. And so, and then, so, like, yeah, like, I totally get all that. Um, But, like you said, the movie is empathetic, vibrant, and fun. And the most joyous moments don't happen at the club that are like they're they're so divorced from that and you just really get to see this entire sisterhood of ladies and women um and their families like all brought together and like the Chris, like the christmas party i think yeah. is what i would say is like really just like felt warm and happy mm-hmm. and like just could see how masterful um Scafari, like you know wound and put these people together with um, uh, Destiny's grandmother there Mm -hmm. and then like um, she was great
0: oh my goodness she
1: was she was phenomenal but then also Mercedes rule as mother I think Uh which and so like she was phenomenal too with her dance moves and just like how she manages uh, all the ladies at the club and everything like that and
0: at that party when I that's where I started getting a little nervous at the movie because like you know they set up that obviously something went wrong between this in this whole elaborate plan of theirs mm-hmm. uh, because destiny is being interviewed by julia styles um and you're just like okay so at some point the rails go off on this plan like when does that happen and so and when mother like had them all like get together take a picture like all right everybody get in there i was like oh no is she like gonna turn against them i was like that'd be so sad and i was like oh no that didn't happen. collecting Thank evidence or something right i was that like thought? i thought she was like a mole or something like, oh. oh i'm gonna you know it's it's happening in my club, and you know somebody tipped me off, and the you know the police were like, "We'll give you, mm-hmm. like, we'll let you go free, or we'll cut you some deal if you help us catch them." And like that's where I was expecting this thing to go, and then yeah, it didn't happen, and it was more of like their own fault they got caught. Yeah, at the end oh, of the day,
1: do you know the Margot Robbie, um, Will Smith movie? What was that Collateral? called? Collateral. No, um, where he is a con no. artist. Um,
0: I know the one you're talking about. I can't think of the name. Yeah, I
1: can't think of it either. It was. It's. It was really just playing fine but this is that better version of that movie yeah in so many ways i think it's like con or swindle or lift or i don't know it was like really soddenberg-esque and
0: mm, focus
1: focus thank you i knew you. it was one get word Focus <laughs> yeah. before that you like, get them to it but anyway anyway um yeah like and then when you, when you turn into that part you get it gets into these these, these dice these really dicey i mean not dicey i mean it's completely illegal what they're doing obviously all the way through but when they're doing it to investment bankers who screwed over you know half of the nation i mean not half nation all of the nation Mm -hmm. it's like all right that's fine you know let go and like the 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 turn heel on it is perfect until you come out to you know a guy and his son who like is totally like Mm -hmm. outright exploited in every sense of the way and then you start to like you see, you see, it's, it's empathetic for not only the dancers and the, the the sisters and like all of them, but also like the people that like, like uh, I think what's his name Gary or Craig or um, the the the, guy the one who like had his like had an autistic son I and believe his wife Doug, divorced
0: him I think yes Doug because it was Doug bleep and I was like huh is that like just like a confidential thing is this like is he a famous person. Like I don't know where they were going with that necessarily.
1: Yeah, and when they get to his story, and you're just and you, you kind of see on another side of like just like you know flat out loneliness, mm-hmm. and a few some people that get dry, driven to or not driven to, but just like and are seeking. You know, friends and relationships kind of like Constance Foo's character. Um, uh, Julia is uh, Elizabeth points out, the mm-hmm. reporter for the New York Times or New York Magazine, one of the two.
0: Yeah, the, she's, a, well, the, yeah, the original article is for the New York Times, but in the, in the movie, it's an adaptation of the story, so it's not a one for one translation. Like in the movie, Julia Stiles plays a character named Elizabeth, but the real reporter's name was Jessica, I think. Jennifer. Or Jennifer, yeah. Yes. So, like, it's, yeah, like they have to. Like kind of get around things, because like, I guess they didn't have actual life rights to these characters; they were only being able to be inspired by them. Mm, so that's okay. why all of the names are different, Um and some of the events, I guess, are different as well. Yeah,
1: but there's some phenomenal. um But yeah, well that that was terrific. But then going off that, there's some phenomenal filmmaking moments too. I love the interview portion. Mm-hmm. You can you get to sit in the aftermath of like a lost friendship and relationship that clearly defined Destiny's life, but then you also you get some really cool filmmaking moments where you get like what feels like real life audio for all of these things, the recorder getting flipped off and that yeah. just letting those two, you know, act and see the expressions on their faces, particularly Constance Woos. And then the, um, sting operation mm-hmm. audio with, um, Dawn, who is played by someone whose name I can't remember, but she was phenomenal. She was the, uh, the girl in kin. Yeah. Uh, Madeline Brewer. Yeah. Yeah. Terrific. And have watching how all that played out. So, yeah, I was just shocked at how well all of those things were just twisted and put together around, you know, like you said, like a movie that on its face. You're like, OK, in empathetic look at um, strippers or dancers and all that jazz. And it's not that at all.
0: Yeah. I mean, a few things you mentioned earlier uh you felt like it was the big short kind of yeah adam mckay produced this movie um so that makes a lot of sense and like why that's the whole financial crisis like that's a running thing in adam mckay's movie is the financial crisis of 2008 like it's even back in the other guys which like i didn't notice at the time then we watched like oh yep <laughs> this makes sense why well, he mm-hmm. went on to do the big short i guess um so like that that made a lot of sense and i guess i was listening to uh, a plug for uh the next best or not the next best picture um, the, the the big picture um, by The Ringer uh, Jean Fennessy did an interview with the director Lauren Scafaria and she was talking about how originally she just was hired to write the script and push to direct it but at a time she was thinking okay well you know Adam McKay's producing it maybe he'll direct it Scorsese was approached and passed on it I guess um, and then she obviously got the, the gig instead which uh, I think turned out for the, probably for the best um, but it's just uh, I think like, that's a really interesting uh, turn the whole thing. And then also going f- a little farther back um, to Cardi B. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, like, you did mention, like, her history with all this stuff. But honestly, she was actually, like, a really nice, like, piece of comedic relief in this movie. Like, she doesn't have that large of a role. But, you know, she's... Just kind of, she's kind of just being Cardi B, but there's also like a little bit more to her. Like when she's just like in the dressing room with all the other girls and like just making jokes and stuff. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was funny, and I, I was expected to be kind of annoyed by her because you know I'm just kind of about her real life personality, but you know like in the in the context of the movie, like it worked.
1: Yeah, she's she's bigger than life. I mean, she's she's a really bigger than life character, and when you put her in this movie where she just like is so clearly extraordinarily comfortable with everything going on around her and commands the scene from, like, left to right. And with all those wait ladies, like, yeah, it totally felt funny. Like, that entire uh, that entire scene, the first time we're, like, really, really in the um, locker room, mother shows up with the cake and mm-hmm. it's like, eat up, eat up. And it's like you just really feel uh, – you, you get a sense of, like, how that's a home and everything like that for everyone that's working there.
0: Yeah, and, I mean, you mentioned kind of commanding the stage. I mean, I think that's what – probably makes i think jennifer lopez's like performance as uh ramona like so impressive because that is literally like her thing like from this like her like her big opening you know dance number it's just like she's in command 100 she's going for it like she is just like not i guess literally letting it hang all out there but like she's just going for it completely and from that point on she is always in control of every situation she's the mastermind in a lot of ways and um i think that's where uh j-lo really impressed me um and then she obviously has she kind of goes a little bit more off the rails by the end of the movie and like i was also impressed by how because this movie is told through um destiny's eyes she's Mm -hmm. the one being interviewed she's the one recounting these stories and everything and so i think it'd be easy to make Ramona looked to be the villain in a sense quote unquote I guess um, because she's the one who kind of you know lost sight kind of turned her back a little bit against destiny you know had you know kind of took Dawn under her wing instead at a certain point and let them all down on the end but um, instead like they they pushed it there to the edge of like oh man like Ramona what are you doing like you're being a little mean like she like tackled destiny at one point because mm-hmm. she was talking to Doug um, and then like she blew up at her you know in the streets after you know destiny took the deal and everything but to end it in the way where it all comes back around with destiny calling elizabeth being like what else did you know she say about me and revealing that you know instead of you know having all of her stuff in her place she carries all of the important things with that she wants to remember in her purse brings out her grandpa's you know badge from the military Mm -hmm. um uh, I think the photo for kids or the photo of her and her like her sibling or something and then Her
1: her and her first date to prom when she's a freshman. Yeah.
0: Right. And then a picture of destiny as a child. And then just to to have that you see, you know, JLo gets it getting emotional and then it cuts to Constance Wu and she's just in tears. And it's like that's that was a great way to tie this all up and Elizabeth to say, you know, you should give her a call and she's like, you know, maybe I will. Like that's just like a really it hammered home the theme of friendship that this movie is really about. Not, I mean, it's about the financial crisis and, you know, the independence of it all. And, you know, the, the fun of the thrill of the, of height of this heist and stuff. But it's really about a movie of friendship of two women trying to make it in this world with, you know, who have been down the luck for most of their lives, who have, um, you know, with this motherly bond that forms between them with, you know, uh, Ramona being the motherly figure to Destiny, but then also both them being mothers in real life to their own children, and then talking about how, uh, you know, motherhood's like a disease basically because it makes you do crazy things, mm-hmm. and that like to know that that's all going around, and then also to end it with, there's like there's still that connection even though they haven't talked in a couple years, like that yeah. was a really nice way to bring it all home.
1: It was it was it was fantastic, and you mentioned real quick though the like you said J Lo has just been like this, you know this um. This institution, because mm-hmm. yeah, not young enough to like really picked up on her. And by then, it was like Britney Spears. There's, oh, there's a great Britney there Spears is, yeah. uh, moment in there. Um, while they're in the, the Cadillac uh, dealership, which is again nostalgia and throwback mm-hmm. and all of those things. Um, but yeah, she's been like a monolith and just sort of abstract. But then you just get to see her like show off how like strong and athletic and like these like really intricate dance numbers and things like that are going on that kick it off and like. That's J Lo, and it's almost like I mean I don't want to say the Swan Song or something like that, but it's just like a this is a perfect um, you know like way for her to like show off. I've act, I can act, mm-hmm. I can dance, I can do all of these things. Like enjoy, voila, right. eat it up. And I that. think
0: I think our knowledge of J Lo, you know, if it's more of like a like an ethereal sense of like she's she's Jennifer Lopez, she's bigger than life, um, and like that I think view of her. I think kind of works hand in hand with Ramona. We're like, when when, like our first introduction to her, like, yes, it's this big elaborate dance number, but we're seeing it all through Ramona's eyes. And like, it's this slow motion. Like you, you keep cutting back to, um, destiny and she just has these, this like wide eye amazement of like what she's able to do on the stage. And like, you understand immediately like why destiny would seek her out to try to like get help in this, like Mm -hmm. stripper business. And it's just like, Knowing who J Lo is in real life and like knowing—I mean, not like I know her, but just knowing like who she appears to be and like her persona—like I think it adds to the believability of like her being the the top dog at this establishment.
1: Yeah, absolutely, one hundred percent.
0: So, um, I mean, we talked. I mean, I mentioned this briefly in my review that um, to go back to you mentioned kind of the the slick directing and the craftsmanship of it all. Um, but like, there's also I think uh, scaferia got a lot of good work out of her cinematographer and her editor, uh, cinematographer, Todd Ben Hazel and editor Kayla Emter where like, they're able to pull off some more elaborate sequences that I would even would have expected in this movie. Like there's the, when, uh, destiny first walks out the stage was like the opening part of the movie. It's like this nice tracking one shot from the dressing room out on stage, follows destiny all the way around and then boom, all the way out. And then she's like, watching you know, the first dance and stuff. Like it's all this Big one take up until like she's called over by the group of guys and I think we get cut before they go upstairs, but it's like a nice, impressive way to open up the movie. And then there's just i thought—a shot that was really slick and subtle, but just really kind of—I was like, oh, that was a nice move where they're they're first starting their like their whole scheme mm-hmm. and they're ta- they're they get, they're taking guys in and out and they take a guy into a car. And the camera keeps panning past the back of the car yeah. and it moves over and they're at the – and it goes from being at the place where they picked up one guy to now being at the strip club and a different guy gets out. And I was like, mm-hmm. you can't even really tell that there's a transition. seamless, And I was like, man, that is A plus stuff right there. And I was like, that's where I was like, okay, this movie – it had me already But it was, that's where I was like I am truly really impressed
1: All all the way around and, it's been, and then like You get into like I mean like I'm a sucker for just Neon lights and purples yeah. And things like that And we have so much Of mm-hmm. that everywhere But there's also like Kiki Palmer is walking Out of a prison I think After um, meeting up With her fiance mm-hmm. And there's just like a She's People are kind of like Walking themselves out Into it But there's a nice Good follow through Of her going through Exit after exit after exit Leaving the prison And then right for her Walking out to an array Of uh Cops, mm-hmm. and then you're just kind of being like, "Ah, oh, shoot!" and then like turn back to like you know, like we get the camera, like I'm in a pickle, <laughs> and then it, we hold, and then we click out, and we cut away, and it was just perfect. And I thought that was a phenomenal one. Yeah,
0: too. and I mean, in addition to the nail lighting, and the tracking shots, all this stuff, um, I think the movie just looks great overall. Um, and again, I, even though I don't think this movie. I mean, it sexualizes the girls to the nature of that they're strippers, and so like they they look a certain way, um, but like it's it's never like lingering or like close ups or any of that stuff. And but even to that regard, it's just like J Lo and the rest of the cast—they they look incredible throughout the whole movie. But it's never in like a I, I thought an overtly sexualized well, way. Well,
1: yeah, you talked about earlier like male gaze, and you like like you said, just like the lingering things. Like you see what you need to see, you get the impression, um, like you know, like. You can only see like a swing on a swing set once or twice to know that it's rickety and old. Like you can, you can see like okay, this is a strip club and that's where things are happening at. And beyond that, no. And you can totally tell um, that this was directed by a woman, like all yeah. the way through. And yeah,
0: yeah, so. it's, it's like yeah, it, it just it, I think it's just it just shows a different way that this movie was made. Now, where if, as if this movie was made in two thousand and. Fourteen, whenever this article was originally published, and this stuff was found out, like, and it was it was made by, you know, Scorsese Scorsese or McKay or any some other up and comer guy, like it just would have had a completely different um, story to it, a lot of different. I don't think the emotional structure would have been there. Um, And I mean, I'm not saying like would it have been like (laughs) like J Lo is just great to look at, so like I'm not gonna like say oh like, but it, it it's just I don't know, it's just nice to see something different that's not just like super sexualized or whatever
1: oh yeah like i'm very glad we didn't get the brett ratner version of oh this my movie, gosh no so... way <laughs> you that would have
0: been oh my i can't even i don't even that would have been insane
1: uh yes to say the least
0: so uh there is oscar hype as we move into a different direction uh real quick there is some oscar hype build up for this movie at this point I'm not one to totally get in on this and be like, okay, J law is going to win the whole or J Lo, not J law. uh, Jennifer Lopez is going to win an Oscar for her performance here. I think she's worthy enough for a nomination. I think so is Constance Wu. Um, You know, if they want to go with, you know, Lauren Scafaria for her script or her direction. Great. I mean, I think there's Oscar prospects to the movie. Um, I'm just now wondering, like, you know, I don't think either of us are buying into the Oscar hype for wins right now. Nominations. Sure. Mm-hmm. But if they do, I mean, push for this in some regard, do you think that they go J Lo lead, Constance Wu supporting, or Constance Wu lead, J Lo supporting?
1: Constance Wu supporting, J Lo lead for really? sure. I'd yeah. go the opposite.
0: Really? Huh. Well, because I I think it it goes back to the the framing of the movie, which also I was not I was surprised after the fact to remember this wasn't a movie that jumped in narratives back and forth back and forth and that didn't bother me in the slightest like that was all really well done I think Um, which we haven't really I guess nit, nitpicked this movie which I'm going slightly off topic real quick but um the only thing that I kind of found with the movie lacking was the movie is so good when Lopez and Wu are on screen together mm-hmm. that when they are apart I was just like it's good but I miss just the electricity that's happening when they're on screen together
1: totally get that
0: so uh but back to the oscar hype real quick i just think that because it's told through Wu's perspective that it'd make more sense for her to be the lead maybe it'd even be easier for j-lo to get a nomination support it. i don't know how the whole race is going to stack up this year but um i do feel like that's where i would go if i was a voter or something or trying to angle it
1: i, I definitely think you could go that route but like it, se- it seems to me though that Constance Wu is really just telling the story of Ramona. No, that's fair. In a lot of ways through, and when you see J Lo, uh, Ramona, kind of like moving through the story, it, we she is she's the presence, and she is sort of doing all of the uh, most visceral acting, I think, mm-hmm. in the film, and she has more of those. This is an Oscar performance f- moment for me mm-hmm. um but th- th- again at the same time though i kind of disagree with the hype as well like there's no outright moment that you would you know toss onto an oscar you know real yeah that feels like that m- outside of the final confrontation with right. uh, her and Constance, that's what i was gonna say go I, feel like, I feel like i feel like that's
0: the closest it comes to like a legit like quote unquote Oscar real like here this is why she get an Oscar mm-hmm. and it, I mean and J Lo's great in that moment but um, and I, I think that's an interesting point I never thought I didn't think about it in that regards of it is Destiny basically telling Ramona's story but I'm also wondering like how often do we see Ramona by herself not a ton None. where we see Destiny a lot by herself we see her dealing with her uh, grandma having to go drop off her kid and pick up her kid like there's a lot of things we see of her life where we don't get that from Ramona so I still I feel like I would go. Uh, Constance Wu lead, Jennifer Lopez in support. But I would I don't I don't know who, which one do you think has the better performance? Like if the, you just had to pick best performance of the movie.
1: The best performance in the movie it's probably Constance Wu. I mean outright for sure. Yeah. But those moments it's the, it's the subtlety that you don't really see Oscar mm-hmm. the Oscars give credit to.
0: Yeah, and I, I think I think there's going back to what we talked about before a little bit that. There is this understanding of who JLo is that I think adds a lot to Ramona. It's been like, boom, the second she's on screen, you're like, I buy her as like this top tier dancer. She's the alpha. Like, I understand this. Mm-hmm. Whereas Katsu, you still have to figure out who Destiny is as a character. I think that's on Katsu to deliver that. Whereas JLo can just kind of be JLo and let that also be Ramona. And like that works for this movie, but I don't think it requires as much out of JLo as I think Wu has to put in to make Destiny this empathetic, relatable character that I think she ultimately becomes. That's a really
1: good point. I think I can agree with that too.
0: So, um I guess to kind of just wrap this up. I mean, you mentioned there's some other there's some things that, you know, didn't totally uh work for you in the non-spoiler section is yeah. there anything you want to kind of get into a little bit more here before we wrap up yeah
1: i mean there's some moral areas that i think um i mean not moral areas specifically cuz i mean a lot of things like they kind of they kind of um they talk about like the conflicting nature of crime and they have all those sorts of things but there's a little more gray area that i think could have been like explored all along the way um of course you know Ocean's Eleven's a great film and we never have to question like, oh, should they really rob this right. casino? You know, and it's all those things. Those things are so well laid out that bad people doing terrible things to each other. Or not even that, but um, that. But also, though, Julie, the cutting around the the interview segments with Julia Stiles were also like, I I like that delivery a lot, but also, I don't know, it kind of just made the movie feel a little exploitive. I mean, a little, a little exploitive. It's not... But it just, it's like, I don't need to be reminded that this was something that happened in the past. Mm-hmm. You know, I think they could have just done a clean film through it. Um, I don't mind coming, cutting around and jumping all back. I live for it. But the idea is like, okay, well, how do we insert Julia Styles, like a white lady, into the story a little bit? <laughs> and this is kind of like, all right, well, I mean, they, can, they could have just told this on their own. We didn't really need her to cry stagecraft it. But it does help set up that emotional impactful ending. Mm-hmm. And so it does its purpose, but I think I could have done without. Yeah, no, I think I think that's totally fair. Perfect runtime for me too. Hour yeah,
0: fifty. Yep, right there. Beautiful. I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, maybe they could have trimmed some stuff. I mean, the, I think the only other thing for me that was I didn't totally love it. I think it's just based on the storyline, which I, I don't know if it's totally accurate or not, but the whole sting operation, the fact that you know Ramona took, um, kind of pushed. Destiny to the side and for that other the redhead girl um I was Don Don right um like I just I didn't really love that aspect of the story just because again I, I was more invested in their in the destiny Ramona relationship than I was in well why is ramona all of a sudden like be like oh like we're kind of playing loose with this whole thing and I'm gonna go get addicts and druggies and this person who definitely should not be in our group but we're going to like do that, and so you know, I mean, it it resulted in some you know some decent parts of the story where like they have to go take that that the guy who oh, you know, yes. fell jumped off a roof naked and take uh, him to the hospital, and you know, come oh to have to be like my God. husband, my husband, and then they just drive off. Um, it's like there there's some good things that come out of that, but
1: Kiki uh, Palmer just hauling it. Yeah. To get out of like, there. I gotta
0: go. And <laughs> that reminds me, the the best gag of the whole movie is literally a gag where Lily Reinhardt just yes. throws up for like no reason and like it just happens over and over again. And like mm-hmm. that's like something that I think it could have gotten really old. But like I was when I saw it and I was surprised to see that, you know, I, it, I was in probably a theater that sat a hundred people, but there was probably 40, 45, maybe even 50 people in there. Um, so this movie is going to be, I think a big hit for STX, but, um, it was just like that. Every time she hurled, it got a reaction. And so like, it mm-hmm. was, it never got old. It was always funny. And, uh, even when like when it happens, I, like you know it's coming at the end when they're getting arrested, it's like she's gonna throw up. Yeah, and it still happens, but then it, like you briefly see the shot of like the officer's like face, like what? And she's yes. like, I'm sorry. It's just like <laughs> it it works, and so like I think that's something that's really done well about this movie too is that there is this drama there's this emotion there's this friendship story but there's also some nice funny moments of comedy that happen throughout like the uh, relationship that develops between Destiny's grandma and Ramona like mm-hmm. they're back and forth like it's there's a lot of great stuff yes. in here and some uh,
1: cutaways there's a montage but then there's this small ch- uh, chihuahua that gets keeps yeah. getting cut to during a, like all of these sequences and everything like that and he's just kind of like peeking out of the bag it's perfect
0: yeah so uh, I think it I already kind of teased what I'll say to this but you know is it rewatchable yes i will i'll honestly probably buy this movie and watch it again at some point in the next couple of years
1: yeah 100% i'm with you on that
0: so uh as we wrap up this episode this this Brief episode here of our views. Josh is there anything else that you watched recently um, That you've ca- caught up on Revisited anything that you kind of want to tell The listeners about yeah
1: I'm going to go ahead and Plug uh, my review this Week for hate crime mm-hmm. It's not good but like <laughs> the, the movie your review the mo- the re- Thumbs up the review thumbs up the Movie hate crime on uh, not So much it's available for Streaming or VOD VOD It'll be um,
0: available next week
1: next week For VOD it's been public. Polish, right.
0: The review has, yes, yes, but the movie is still we got what you know we're working with Tricoast Entertainment a little bit here, just watching their movies early and so our which reviews are, yes for. Yeah. They they've been they've been even though we have not really been fans of their movies so far, they have been more than willing to continue working with us so far. So this is a clear
1: eyed concept movie which it does a lot of good things i mean i think Wake like with it, its approach but it just kind of falls apart as the story goes um along the way uh it's a, it's a story about you know um the r- rural america uh repression and forgiveness and justice and what's deserved and what isn't and how you move forward um and all of those seeds are good but it just doesn't take the time to cultivate to really grow them and then when it comes time to you know harvest forgive the forming, you know, puns here, but it just kind of, it leaves them out to dry. Uh, And that's really it. That's hate crime. Um, Beyond that, nothing else. Okay. How about you, man? Uh,
0: Well, I've continued um, Scorsese September. Mm. Since we last spoke, I went through uh, Alice Doesn't Live Here Anymore, Taxi Driver, and Raging Bull, so I'm, I'm still I think a little behind schedule where I need to be, but uh, I'll probably watch the next one here after we're done recording today, um, but so far, I mean, I think Taxi Driver, I think I'm five, or I think I'm six movies in to Scorsese so far, um, Taxi Driver is clearly the best one that he's done to this point in my mind, uh, Raging Bull, I liked more on a on my, uh, my second watch of this movie, um, and even though I think that the, what I was talking to you beforehand, that the part that this movie gets praised for the most and De Niro gets praised for most is the transformation of gaining 60 pounds for the mm-hmm. last 20 ish minutes of the movie. I think you could cut that whole thing. The movie is exactly the same and it's shorter and probably a little better, honestly. Um, so like, I think that was something that I, Never really struck me the first time. I was like, something, nothing. Something that doesn't really work. And now this time, I was like, oh, that's that's what it was. I just don't need this extra 20 minutes. You could have been an hour 45. It would have been clean, crisp, and all the same thematic story beats are would have existed and would have saved us some time saved De Niro some trouble <laughs> of gaining 60 pounds by going to Italy and eating a bunch of pasta mm-hmm. um sounds like a great couple of weeks but uh you know could have saved all that time De Niro and uh Pacino, not Pacino <laughs> Scorsese so um other than that uh not a lot I, I, I watched uh G.I. Joe retaliation <laughs> uh, Ooh, yeah a, a revisit of that movie because I it was like five dollars on a Blu-ray and I bought it and I was like this is like this is really fun it was on that verge where Adrian Paliki was like borderline like is she gonna be a like break out and be like a female lead in Blockbuster movies? Mm-hmm. Because it was Red Dawn and then this and back to back years after Friday Night Lights uh wrapped, and then she joined Agents of Shield for a you know a season and a half, was supposed to get her own spin-off show, and like it's like, okay, here's the rise of Paliki and then it's like it, it just didn't happen. No, like, oh yeah, that's so sad. Because <laughs> she's great in the movie, the movie is a lot of fun. Um, and you know, I'm I'm sad that we're not gonna probably ever see that cast again. But uh yeah, I mean I think it's a fun movie. Go check out G.I. Joe Retaliation. I haven't seen it already, which you may have. I don't know if you have or not, but uh, that's, I think, all I have. Um, I did also, not really a, something I've, I've been kind of watching, but um, I started on a pet project of mine, which notebooks will probably never see the light of day, of just making a supercut of the, uh, the Infinity War endgame story. I
1: wondered about this. Yes.
0: You wondered about this.
1: I, you were asking about footage. where the best guessed. place to, allocate, you know, locate uh-huh. um, and all those things like that. And I wonder what that was up for. I figured it was super cut related. Yep, that,
0: that's what it is. Uh, so I, I figured out a way to do it. And uh, I'm now in the process of I have a rough cut together. Uh, and I mean, it's not that it's not that difficult. It's mainly just piecing together and transitioning post-credit scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but then figuring out like, okay, do I want Thor Ragnarok in there as well? Because I have Ammon <laughs> and the Wasp currently. It's like I feel like Ragnarok's important enough to be a lead into this to show where Thor is at the time. But then it's like, well, at what point do I just do a whole supercut of the whole MCU? Right. I don't know. It'll be <laughs> it'll be challenging. It'll be different, and uh you know, it'll be hours. I think it's already. Uh, eight hours or something just because of what? its end game infinity war and ant-man and the wasp so uh with a couple of post-credit scenes from each of them tied together but I, I, I like how it's turned out so far i still have some tinkering to do with it but uh you know maybe i'll release like the ending of infinity one the lead up to end game i'll like publish that online <laughs> somehow what are
1: you editing in?
0: uh just iMovie.
1: iMovie for all of that yeah dang dude
0: I mean, I'm, I don't have the Adobe stuff. I'm not, I'm not going to pay for
1: that. Or I mean, I didn't expect you to have an avid machine either. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I just thought like maybe Premiere Pro or Final Cut would be, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah, iMovie's a powerful thing, dude. It is running that thing on a Mac. You're gold.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, it's one of those things where I'll never be able to do it. Like. Do anything with it on this Mac because if I try to like export it into like a, <laughs> a movie, my laptop would probably explode from overheating. Um, but as of right now, I think it's it works enough where I can, if I wanted to, plug my laptop in or save it as something and then you know, watch it on you know my TV or something, yeah. One day, hopefully, Epic. we'll see. So, Sweet. uh, that's what I've been up to. Um, and I guess we'll be uh, that's where we'll leave this episode of Friends the Film. Our review again, hope you guys like this new, shorter ish. Um, separate format for the movie reviews here. Um, if you did, let us know. If you have some thoughts or tweaks you want us to make, uh, maybe segments you want us to talk about in our spoiler section, throw it to us. Uh, send us those suggestions on Twitter, at Friends and Film And you can follow me personally on there as well, at Movie Cooper. And
1: you can get at me, and Josh, it's just Joshua Ryan. And if you enjoyed this episode, please
0: subscribe, share, retweet, and more. Plus, head over to iTunes and give us a five star view with comments. Tell us why you enjoyed listening to the show. And thanks again for tuning into the and Film Podcast, Josh. Yes, thank you for stopping in. And be, uh, I hope we for four more episodes from us soon.